So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Rating Entertainment Podcast, episode 314. For September 5th, 2021, my name is Nathan Reedens-Bruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Aroa McFain. As usual, I'm here. And we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk, Bash. You can't get rid of me. You've tried, and it didn't work. Nope, I, I removed him from my friends list and blocked him, and he just he showed back up. It's weird. It's like, it's like a hemorrhoid that just keeps popping up. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm your host... Uh, Nathan Reed's Bruce. Uh, Connor, uh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at aroa.website where all of my relevant social media links are conveniently placed at the bottom of the page. I would like to make note that one of those is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords actual play podcast. You should check it out. You should give it a review. You should uh, engage with us on social media. We are Clinton's Core on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And I would like I to... Okay, and I would like to uh, ask Aroa, where can we find you? Uh, I guess you can also go to Aroa.website if you want to. Um, yeah, it's got got all that all that stuff there. Where's yeah, your res uh, review? It's coming. Leave me okay. alone. Okay. <laughs> God, these things they take time. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to remind you every six to eight months about the review. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, any other any other things you want to hype up? Uh. No, it doesn't sound no. like it. And of course, you can find me in Ethan's booth. I have also got links on the road website, but the ones I want to point out are Twitter, Twitch. Those are at Reeton. Uh, I'm also at Reeton on YouTube. And that's really it. Uh, readandentertainment.com and uh, Read and Podcast, obviously, if you're listening to it here. Um, but you can also find it on Spotify or iTunes. Leave a review. If you're on iTunes, give it a 5 out of 5. And we will do that one thing where we will reread it at the beginning of the podcast. Also, uh, we're on Amazon, so it's Clinton's Core Classics. We're all on Amazon. That's, that's weird. But there's an Amazon podcast, and we're there. So we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about Aroa. What games did you play this week? I've uh, been uh, playing, if you could call it that, a lot of, a lot of cookie clicker. You know? Yeah. Good old, good old, we, we, good old... we do not call that playing. <laughs> it's uh, It's on Steam now, and it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. But it's it's Cookie Clicker. I love Cookie Clicker. You know, you're gonna build a cookie fortune. Yeah, yeah. Buying all sorts of stuff with cookies. Exactly. Now, cookies. Does Cookie Clicker still break down to like this Eldritch Hellscape? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, uh, that's, actually, that's the, all the Steam, the the Steam update, I think. Or maybe uh, like one before the Steam update, uh, let you turn that off if you really wanted to. It was the Steam update. New option to disable scary stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I 
during the uh, winter break when I worked at the university, I had control over the computers that showed like the student work and stuff around the university. So for a while, one of those had my cookie clicker running at it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I believe they've added at least one other mini game since I last played it. Because whenever I, I had last played it, it was just after they added the dungeon crawler minigame uh and now there's apparently a stock simulation uh minigame so i haven't haven't gotten there yet oh fun uh, i have no idea i i haven't paid played cookie clicker in like a decade yeah it's i i paid five dollars for it on steam fun uh did you play any other uh, games yeah so uh tower unite uh got an update finally uh, well, an update that I actually gave a shit about, finally. Um, and that is Arcade Phase 2. Uh, main thing is that it added coin pushers. And they're great. They're probably the best coin pusher uh, simulation I've ever played. Uh, better than the coin game, actually. Um, and that's pretty cool, considering it's online. I believe it's because the physics is probably uh, locally uh, synced, and then um, like whatever the the state of the field is after you're done playing, then it, then that gets synchronized back to the server. But but everything everything works really well. There are a few others. Uh, there are some like multiplayer arcade games that have been added. That I don't give a shit about. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you if you don't know what Tower Unite is, it was originally a, a Gary's mod map uh slash game mode. And then it got turned into its own thing. And you can you can run around as your your favorite anime character or uh cardboard cutout uh and do various mini game things. There's like a there's a mini golf game. There's uh monkey ball ripoff. Uh there's like a an infected, like Halo infected type mode. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, That's cool. And, and then uh I also got Noita because it was on sale. Um and that is where somebody took uh you remember the old uh sand? game like the falling sand game yeah 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 where you'd like you like spawn sand but you'd also spawn like oil and then drop lava on the oil and then the oil would catch on fire and it was like this this nifty little mini physics simulation mm -hmm. uh someone took that and turned it into a roguelite uh side scrolling like terraria uh controlled style thing where you're a wizard slash witch thing and there's a whole fucking alchemy system and this really flexible magic system and a bunch of secret shit it's really fucking cool but also really fucking hard um and it's it's really good if uh if you like roguelite style gameplay it's uh, it's fantastic for that. Not hate them. Uh, not not one of my uh, favorite genres. Uh, 
No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I know. I know you only you you played Binding of Isaac for like an hour, and that's then it. You, you gave up, right? Yeah. Not not four hundred hours. I have not put four hundred hours into that game. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I understand that. That's okay. I could have learned a foreign language, but nope. Binding of Isaac. That's what I did. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, of course, you played Final Fantasy fourteen and Final or, uh, and World of Warcraft. I yep. assume. There's still there's still video games. All right. How are you liking? How are you, how are you liking Final Fantasy fourteen? Still, uh, what level have you got to? Uh. I don't remember. Um, I've, I've been spending a lot of time doing the uh, crafting systems and not actually making real progress. Um, yeah. And also the casino is really, really fun. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And it's got like, the music. It's got the music from Final Fantasy VII, the casino there. So that's fun. Never played it. I know. But I, I know Connor would like that because I, I think he enjoys Final Fantasy VII a little bit. I do enjoy Final Fantasy VII a little bit. Yeah. And I, it's think, got... I think Final Fantasy is a really good off game yeah. to play Well, and whenever WoW is being dry. The, the creative director was even like, yeah, we encourage you to take breaks. Come back when we get a new expansion. It's cool. Like, it's not a you have yeah. to be here all the time. Like, yeah, come on. It's like, re-up your sub, cancel your sub. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, so I, I think that's, he, they have a really good philosophy with that game. And I think a lot of people are leaning towards that. And also, as you've experienced, ever since that game came out, I've been saying that the crafting system is amazing. And it is amazing. Like, I don't know why. I seriously still don't know why to this day. Nobody else has copied that, just wholesale copied that and put it into another game. It's, uh, it's so satisfying, yeah, and like adds this whole other level to of of like satisfaction and also like value to selling your crafted items on like the auction house. Yeah, it's not like you just stood around and and waited for a bar to fill up, and it's not like you you played a stock market or something like. You you spent time making these items what they are. That's really fucking neat. Yeah, it's really cool. And and also you like you can get plus like you can guarantee that you're gonna get a plus one item uh, if you get over a certain percentage. Like if you get a hundred percent, I've had it though where it was like ninety three percent. It was the old XCOM. So like it was like ninety three percent to get a plus one, and they're like, nah, you did not get a plus one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we're going to move on and we're going to ask Connor uh, what games you played. I played a whole bunch of games because I finally wasn't on call. Nice. The first one that I got to play through was Ancestry, which is uh, an enjoyable game that I don't know what to do in. I found some snakes and I got to be really scary and the snakes were like, oh, I ain't messing with that. And then I found another snake, which is to say that I thought it was a rock and I went to go like jump on it and do monkey stuff. And it turned out to be a big old snake. And uh, I, I decided to run away from that. While I was running, I broke my leg. And <laughs> then it said that I need to go to bed. But uh, I, I haven't made a bed yet. It's still giving me the option to make a bed. I, I, I piled some leaves together. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I stole someone else's bed and woke up. And she was just like staring at me when I woke up. So I was like, okay. Uh, I, I see I can groom you. And uh, now she's my mate. 
and things are happening a little too fast to me, so I'm going to take a break from that game. It got too real. <laughs> uh, um, I played a little bit of Soul Calibur 6, and I sure am glad that this game only cost me like $6. Yeah. I don't think I like it. It's very uh, it's very cinematic. I don't like fighter games that are mostly watching cutscenes happen. I liked it, um, but but I get what you're saying. I, I did enjoy playing it, though. I played through the, uh, whatever the adventure path, I forget what it's called, but where you like kind of go on a story, but it's not really a story, and you go around the map and kill things. Yeah, I, yeah. I did that, and then I did a couple of uh, people's stories, like, you know, my favorites, and it just wasn't enough to keep me interested. It's it's a lot of, uh, a lot of watching the same cutscene over and over. Yeah. Uh, but again, it was only like five or six dollars. It was like six bucks, whatever. Yeah, I think it cost yeah. me seven bucks and then before tax. Uh, I played some Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which um, this jerk named Reeton got for me. Oh, it hits me right in the nostalgia bone. We got to play it sometime, man. It's so good. It, but, it's... And did, did you happen to play any Ghoul Patrol? I didn't play Ghoul Patrol yet. I think I'm going to give that one a wide berth for a while. Yeah, it's not very good. I don't know what they did. Like, they were on the same system, right? They were both on the SNES, and they're like, hey, well, everything we, we liked about uh, how, I, how, I ate, or how I ate your neighbors, <laughs> zombies ate your neighbors, uh, we, we're going to take everything about that game and then make it worse. And uh, add us light, I guess. Right. I'm sorry, what? That's what the people want, right? That is exactly what the people want. Uh, but yeah, it was... It's so bad. Uh, but the first game is really, really good, and I, I enjoyed it. I don't think Aroa liked it. I'm not sure. No, it's they're, those aren't really my kind of games. I I had another friend who was like, I don't like those games. Like, I guess he just never really, he never really played it, and he's just like, nah, I don't like it. I uh, decided for the Steam Deck, for when I could, like, take this to my friend's house and be like, hey... You got a, a HDMI cord on there? Here, use your Xbox controller. I'll just use this. Let's play this on your couch or something like that. Like, this they, would be a game that I would anytime be like, we got like 20 minutes to kill? Here, let's play this. They apparently do not have online multiplayer with that game. So you have to do like the remote play bullshit. I mean, that's uh, that's acceptable, I guess. It's inconvenient. Yeah, because it's you can do like couch multiplayer but not like actual online multiplayer which is crazy uh anything other than those games that you mentioned zombie my neighbors and, and uh and ancestor is that what it's called uh, ancestry. An- ancestors the humankind odyssey yeah and uh and 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 soul caliber i've also played space station 13 god i love this game i'm playing as the ai which is sort of like running the entire ship and that has given me the confidence to branch out into new areas. Latest thing that I've been doing is called the Artifact Lab, which is where you use Linux-like terminals and machines to send commands such as, uh, you know, applying force, applying radiation, electricity exposure, heat, cold, um, carbon, data. It's it's a it's just a whole nother level of the game that I didn't even realize was here. Uh, but it's all based off of uh, like Linux systems, they they call it Dwayne. Dwayne Dwayne systems. It's Dwayne instead of Linux, but I see. I, I don't remember exactly what that. Rem- uh, let me see if I can remember find out what that uh, acronym means real quick. So when are you going to start your own uh, server? 
Uh, that's something that I have at my at my fingertips. I could do that. Are you gonna you're gonna start up the uh, cyberpunk station? That's right. Yes. I will set up a uh, 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 cyberpunk thirteen. Good. When are... I don't really know what I would do with it. I the, my appeal of this game is that there's usually like fifty plus people playing and doing stuff, and your shenanigans can softly impact their shenanigans and vice versa. Yeah. Um, did you play anything else? Uh, Warhammer? Played a fuck, uh, a bunch ton of Warhammer. I played a whole bunch of Warhammer. Um, did you want me to do the thingy? You know I do. Part of me thinks that I need to make a shorter drop, but another part of me loves how obnoxiously long it is. <laughs> it's like 25 so, seconds. Anyway, go on. On Friday, I played like 10 hours of Warhammer. I had my fourth Crusade game, and then I had my second 2,000-point game, uh, which is to say, like, ever. That's kind of what you see during tournaments, so it it took me a while to build up there. The Crusade game that I played, it was Adeptus Mechanicus, my army, versus the Emperor's Children, which is a chaos army of Slanesh. They're all about, uh, their, their units are called Noise Marines. They attack with, like, sonic weapons. The mission was, I was attacking, he was defending. I had to go and sabotage four objective markers on the map, and he had to secure them. Uh, rounds one, I had a vicious volley with a unit called the Doomcrawler, which has a neutron laser. It's got like a 48-inch range. It does a D3 plus 3 damage. It has strength 10, which is just unheard of, ridiculously high. Uh, I pierced through his heavy support, and then my infantry basically beep-boop their way across the board and onto the objectives. It was a very good game. It wasn't as decisive as last week's game, but it was very good. Uh, and then I went over to my buddy's house, and we went to go play a 2,000-point game, Adeptus Mechanicus versus Tau. We started off the game by when we were setting up the tables. My buddy accidentally threw my army across the room and it landed on a couch and I had to spend like an hour fixing my models. And I, I could feel my blood pressure spike from that. That was inconvenient. Uh, afterwards, I did some, some ass kicking. I built my knight. I just finished it over this week, which is the, the big ass robots that you see associated with the, the genre. And it kicked some major ass during that game. My army's see, latest I thought you were saying you beat up the guy that threw your army. I thought about it. I, I probably could have gotten away with it, but... <laughs> I kicked some ass. <laughs> after I beat his ass, I beat his army's ass. Okay. We had... It was a huge map. We had, like, eight different objective markers, and we set up our map, so we had this central skirmish, like a central building that you could see in from both sides. And we decided turn one, we were going to just pile in all of our infantry there. Um, and I did some cooking there. I, I did I did some eradicating. I might have done a couple of war crimes. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that you did war crimes. Uh, I, I did a Warhammer. You did a Warhammer. Well, I'm happy you had fun with Warhammer. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Didn't I, really understand, I didn't really understand anything you said. Well, why aren't you following? I'm sorry. I just I've never played Warhammer. 
We'll we'll get you on Tabletop Simulator. I'll learn how to use Tabletop Simulator and I'll teach you. It's going to be weird using Tabletop Simulator to paint 50,000 troops, but I guess <laughs> I guess I can do it. Hope you have MS Paint open. <laughs> that would be that if I were to design like a Warhammer thing in Tabletop Simulator, that's all it would be. It would the it, just the painting. Just plays Mario Paint music the entire time. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. Uh, yes, like 1,000 hours by Cyberpunk Monk. That's it. The only person who played that mod. Um, it, it, the the moral of that story is I think I'm getting pretty good at this like squad management thing and strategizing. Mm-hmm. I want to start playing games that let me do that. So I downloaded Arma, and I've been going through the tutorial of that, like specifically just how to read a map, how to strategize with that. I, I'm going to go and invest some resources and time into getting better at this skill. I really want... Um, there's a new Pathfinder game that came out. Wrath of the Righteous? Yeah. Yeah. Um, second edition, I think. Is it, uh, is it based off second edition? Second edition Pathfinder? I believe so. Uh, and I, I think that looks, looks pretty good. Uh, I guess it's more action combat, not... Well, not like action combat but not like you know you you move and then you move it's I, i'm not sure exactly how it works but uh i guess they took a lot of things that they learned from the first first game uh kingmaker and just made it made this one a lot better so looking i, I might buy that i might buy it after a while because uh you know i'm playing through some games right now but did you play anything else or are we going to move on to me uh, just a little bit of Arma 3. Look forward to uh, when I find out how the Warhammer mods for Arma work. <laughs> I know they're out there. I've watched the videos. Why don't you play uh, Total War Warhammer? Um, I mean, that would effectively do the same thing. I'm, I'm looking for a little more of the the individual experience, you know. Mm, I see. Uh, I, that, put, that I, put a game in the, I put a game in the podcast discussion thing um, I see that. that admittedly is not Warhammer related. But uh, if you like the idea of playing a real-time tactical game with other humans, uh, that would that would be a yeah. thing. North versus South for the NES. No, it's uh, Insurgency Sandstorm. I already own Insurgency. I'm not sure if this is a DLC or if this is an expansion or if this is a. That sequel. is the that is a sequel. Okay. So I'm gonna. Yeah, Insurgency is great. I almost always play uh, hardcore stuff when I. I do the Schuster games, but... What is that I, sound? Not, uh, that's Space Station 13. I'm not oh. too interested in, like, just playing a shooter, but I am interested in, like, wad dynamics and battlefield management. And, and I, like, if you play on the... If you, you play it with the right groups on Insurgency, that is what that game is very much about. Right on. I'll look into it then. So, we're going to move on to me, and I want to say that uh, on Monday I played some Splitgate. And on Friday, I played some Splitgate. Uh, and that game's a lot better when you have friends to play with. It is very, it is good when you're playing by yourself and just getting random matches. But if you have a friend or two to, to play with and talk to and kind of strategize with, it's a lot better. Uh, so uh, it's a good game. And I recommend both of you play it if you haven't already. And anybody listening to the podcast should play it because it's Portal with Guns. It's really fun. It's It's... Definitely a mix between. I don't know if either of you have played it, but it's definitely a mix between Portal and Halo. It's 
just feels very much like that. Uh, I also played some more Yakuza Like a Dragon on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, on Tuesday, I did not play any games because I had forgotten that I, uh, I had to watch a friend's house on Tuesday and watch his dogs. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not about to take my entire computer setup. My, my two computers I used for streaming, I'm not going to load up and take over to my friend's house to stream. So I called that night off and I watched his dogs. Uh, he texted me and he's like, hey man, uh, you still up for watching my house tomorrow? And I was like, oh yeah, I could totally do that. I totally forgot. And he was like, yeah, I forgot as well. And so I went over there. He gave me some money. I got some pizza. Uh, watched Friday the 13th movies with uh, Argo Trindurga. And have you guys seen Friday the 13th uh, Part 3? I can't say that I have. I don't watched... think I've ever seen any of the Friday the 13th. So Friday the 13th Part 3 was made in the 80s uh, when they did the 3D craze with the red and blue glasses. I love those glasses. And so the version we watched doesn't have the red and blue, like, weirdness going on. Uh, but it is, you know, still the same movie. So a lot of the 3D scenes just look super contrived because they are. Because they'll be like, here, and then just, like, hand an eyeball to the, like, camera. Uh, there's another part at the end where, like, he gets, Jason gets hit in the head with an axe. I'm sorry uh, if I'm spoiling anything for a 40-year-old oh, movie. Um, or 30-something-year-old movie. Yeah. So, uh, he gets hit in, the, hit in the head with a machete, and, like, he's, like, grasping for the camera, so, you, like, theoretically in 3D, like, you can see his arms come towards you. But the problem is, I don't have the 3D, so it just looks really awkward and stupid. So, I love the I love the trailers for movies like that. Like, yeah. like whenever 3D was was still like a thing, it, because they'd they'd always show like the crowd in the audience, and they'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> As if that's actually how it ever went with 3D movies. There was uh, an episode of. Third Rock from the Sun filmed in 3D. <laughs> and I, I like never like that. That's cool. It is it is cool, but it's also dumb. It's really dumb. Uh one use of 3D technology I thought was really cool that never caught on. I don't know if either of you remember it, but do you remember like the 3D TV that they repurposed as a PlayStation 3 TV? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, there's a there's a game shop nearby that has one. And why does Oroa not have one? Because they, they use it to play trailers and stuff. Oh. I'm 100% down with the idea of a 3D monitor. I just don't know how many things natively support it. Like, I'm not sure if getting it and investing in it would be worth it. It is not. Uh, it wouldn't be. No. It used to be. Uh, NVIDIA, NVIDIA actually had uh, a thing in their drivers that would uh, let you, you had to wear NVIDIA's glasses. But if you had a compatible monitor, uh, like a bunch of games that didn't natively support 3D would have 3D capabilities because of it. And 
I think they got rid of that like four or five years ago because yeah. like nobody was using dumb it. Gimmick. Yeah, it, it is a dub gimmick, but I I like dumb gimmicks. So anyway, uh, were you gonna or did you say Nathan about the way that the split screen worked? Okay. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not say that how it worked. Uh, we got caught up, but basically, uh, you can play oh, like I could. I, yeah, I could give a pair of glasses to Aroa. I could have a pair of glasses myself, and we could be playing multiplayer, but both get the full image on the TV. So, like, it wasn't like split screen. And if you, I don't know how it worked because I never actually saw one in action. Uh, but if you just look at the screen without the glasses on it, it just looks like a jumbled mess from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because it's, uh, if you know how that 3D works, um, it's the same way that the 3DS's 3D works, where basically the two sets of, like, every other uh, column of pixels is displaying a different image. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that your glasses would only let you see one set of columns and and the other glasses would let you see the other set uh another thing with that kind of 3d too is that the glasses would need to be charged because they uh they had to sync with the tv to make sure that they were flickering at the the same rate as the television so that way you didn't see both sets of pixels at the same time it was, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool, and I think that uh, that was a good idea. But again, it's one of those things that's just not going to happen. Uh, also, I think that we may we may need to uh, steal that TV from your local game shop. <laughs> I think that's what it's we a lot need. Smaller to do. than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like small. yeah, it's like twenty two or twenty four inches, right? Yeah, it's not very big. I think it's twenty four. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, give me a 3DS screen for a monitor. I'll live with it. I like the the reverse death effect. I, I like not when it's coming at me, but when it's away from. It's neat. Oh yeah. I do think I do think it would be cool if in you know like like five or ten years from now, like that just kind of kind of became like HDR, where it's just there and you can use it if you want it, and it only adds to the effect, and it's not just a just a big dumb thing. Because I, yeah. I do think where it was where it was utilized more subtly uh, was kind of neat on the 3DS. It's it was just where like it, it, that wasn't enough to sell the fucking console. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, I also when I, I played Yakuza Like a Dragon, it's a good game. Uh, nothing really crazy happened. Uh, well, I guess I did do a stock management simulator and. The mascot is a chicken who is also an employee of the company. So, do you uh, do you get to own a brothel? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not quite okay. sure. Uh, but you do the your character in the game. His backstory is that like he was left on the doorstep of a soap land, which is a brothel, and so he was raised in a brothel surrounded by, you know, people that work at the brothel. Uh, and you also do work for a brothel later, uh, helping a guy, the guy that ended up uh, hanging himself. Uh, he was the owner of the brothel. So, 
didn't actually, to, to give some spoilers, uh, it appears he didn't hang himself. It was a hit hit by some of the Yakuza, so we have to go chase him down. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you work for a brothel, you end up, end up interacting with them, but I don't know if you get to own a brothel. Uh, I would not be surprised if you got to own a brothel. Also, they have go-kart. Oh, there's a, there's a they have Mario. Game where you get that? Yeah, I figured. There's a there's a Mario Kart simulator, and it's uh it's functional. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> no, I've played some really bad kart racers, and this is Garfield not the racing. worst. Not the worst. worst. It worked. It will work. M&M's racing. Yeah, that was M&M's racing. Um, Don't you talk shit about M&M's racing. It was so bad. I remember playing that. I also remember playing the... um, There's an M&M's Crash Bandicoot ripoff. And I remember playing that on the the original PlayStation because that's the game my mom got me. So that's the game I played for three months. Crash Bandicoot at home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to some news stories. Uh, they're all depressing this week, but uh, let's talk about some video games. In China, uh, China, as we all know, is a communist government, and they like controlling their citizens. And apparently they are con- making it so that minors can only play three hours a week of games. So uh, this is from Engadget. says, China has announced a further crackdown on the amount of time children can play online video games. Now, to be fair, this is online video games, uh, with a new limit to set to just three hours per week. Uh, Bloomberg are reporting that uh, reporting from some local news services says that the platforms like Tencent can now offer gaming to kids between the hours of eight to nine p.m. on Friday, weekends, and public holidays. So you get an hour on Friday. Saturday and Sunday. Damn. Uh, it's a significant and notable reduction from the previous rule, which had been generally capped at 1.5 hours per day in 2019. Now, that's still not a lot of time considering I play games for like three hours a day. Uh, but 1.5 hours a day is eh, generally most people aren't going to play more than that. Um, because we're, of yeah, course, we are abnormal. These are kids. Um, earlier this month, Tencent was forced to cut the amount of time minors could play uh, the smash hit mobile title Honor of Kings to just an hour on weeknights and two hours on the weekend. Uh, and of course, they have ruled that to be now an hour on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So for a total of three hours. Um, and again, this is this is online gaming, so not necessarily all video games but nowadays especially with kids like i want to like like if i were a kid and i had access to all the internet and stuff that we have now oh my goodness how many hours of halo would i have played or did i play uh even with the shitty internet i had back then i still played halo all the time so uh definitely played some laggy ass halo games in my time me too uh, saying, this this seems like a power move to do this in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's fair too. Like you're gonna be stuck at home, and the only game you can play is Final Fantasy. Not even the online ones. Just like Final Fantasy Two. That's all you get. Uh, 
but yeah, this is not cool, and I don't like it. I, I wish that they were not doing this, but again, I'm not in China. Uh, so just so you, this is just kind of an informational piece, like don't be a miner in China if you can. Don't don't support China. And and here's another thing: how many parents, like if I were a parent in China, and I saw this rule come up, I would just let the kid use my account. Like, oh, then then you get put in the gulag. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to piss off the Chinese government. They'll put you in a man-shaped cage. That's true. That that's very true. But uh, yeah, like this is a little bit extreme to to only allow them to play one hour a day on the weekends, and not even like whatever hour you want. It's only between eight p.m. and nine p.m., which I would imagine would actually be worse to limit it that way. Uh, for the broadband companies, because you would just get a huge spike of traffic between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. That would just, like, kill internet services. There's only one broadband company, and the government owns it. Oh, that's fair. They, they know what they're doing. Ah, yeah, they, they do. Yeah. That follows you along when you're going in different time zones? Or is it, like, at this one hour, one entire country's internet usage skyrockets that i mean that's what's going to happen it's just going to be one like i would imagine that it's for like different time zones but it's still going to be like i'm not sure how many time zones china covers like four is it four time zones like it's a huge country so i have no idea uh, like the united states it's three uh well no we have four time zones too we got eastern central uh, Pacific and Mountain Time, and nobody lives in Mountain Time. So incorrect, correct, incorrect, and incorrect. <laughs> Those are all incorrect time zones. Get it right. I hate time zones. They're so dumb. They are. They are all dumb. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so so we have four time zones in the United States. So I'd imagine China has three or four time zones, and I would also imagine that it would be 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 staggered. So like, if you're in Eastern Time Zone whatever that is in the China, Chinese equivalent. Um, in the China. In the China. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, it'd be 8 to 9 in that one, and then it'd move to a different time zone. Uh, and then that time zone would have that block dedicated. But still, that's, that's a lot of internet connection just happening there. Uh, a lot of bandwidth being used. But kind of sucks, but we can't do anything because we're in the United States where we have freedoms. Apparently. apparently and apparently that's what i'm told i'm told that we have freedoms uh unless you're in texas which we will cover later so let's move on to artist technica and a kind of a, a kind of exciting thing that i'm probably gonna update just to test it out windows 11 is arriving on october 5th android apps will come later so yeah, Windows 11, uh, highly anticipated, been anticipated for months now. Uh, it's going to actually be released in October. Uh, are either of you going to upgrade right away, or are you going to wait? Against well, my better judgment, I think I will upgrade based solely on the reaction that people who have been using it with their apps have been having. 
like nobody's reporting any issues with audacity or photoshop or anything like that so i think i'm good gaming seems fine on it yes and uh what about you Roa? yeah i'm kind of in the same boat i uh i haven't heard anything bad about it like at all really um just that it's you know people don't like the the new ui design and all Whatever. that stuff rip that band-aid off quick you'll be over yeah. with it and I'm I'm not yeah. normally a guy who you know I'm usually I'll wait till version one point one before I jump on a boat, but I don't know I, I'm thinking about doing it. I, yeah. I'm hoping it's a free upgrade again. It is. It is. It is. If if you have it, and then also you have to make sure that you have uh, the way that it's working is anybody with the ISO and a flash driver disk can use their system for Windows eleven, even the older machines that don't have like a the tpm is what it's called trusted mm. platform module yep. uh if you don't have that and you try to upgrade and just upgrade from windows 10 to 11 uh it will it'll give you a thing saying no i believe unless they've changed that in the week no, since i've will. read it okay it will it so so what it is is it, it, you won't get an upgrade notification, mm. uh, kind of like w- how how it was with seven into ten. Yeah. Um, if your machine is not compatible, that will never happen. Um, you will just be stuck on ten unless you download the ISO and do it manually. So it says here uh, uh, for PCs that don't meet Microsoft's uh, system requirement, a recent sixty-four bit Intel, AMD, or Qualcomm processor enabled secure boot uh, in TPM 2.0 module along with 4 gigs or more of RAM and 64 gigs or more of storage. Uh, Microsoft has been cagey. Neither today's announcement nor a post from the last week's explained the security requirements. Mentions being able to install Windows 11 on unsupported PCs, but Microsoft told reporters that it won't disallow installation on incompatible systems as long as you install the operating system manually. But the company can later assert its rights to withhold security and driver updates on those PCs if it wants to. That's, now, uh, that's I from think our Realistically, that's probably referring to like the the 5% of PCs out there that are still running on like hardware that was around when windows xp was still prominent yeah um like people with ddr2 ram uh running a core 2 duo like that are still on windows 10 but like good god man how are you even living life i'm still Um, running my probably what they're i'm still running my pentium d is that is that cool that everyone uh Everyone uses that, right? I'm sure you'll actually. Be fine. I'm not. I don't think you would be able to, because that would be a that would be a 32 bit processor. Pentium D was 64 bit. Are you sure? I am maybe like 60 percent <laughs> sure. You might want to look that up. But I think I I'm think not, I'm not sure. Pentium D had 64 bit. I had a I had a Dell XPS 410 that had a Pentium D, and I feel like it, it, at the very least it came with 32-bit Windows. I don't That's know if possible. the processor itself supported 64-bit. Pentium D. In any case, 
yeah, you can. Pentium D refers to two series of desktop dual core 64 bit x86 processors. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was wrong anyway. That uh, processor that I had was not dual core. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, I thought it was. This was an Intel Vive. Uh, I always thought that that was a rebranded Pentium D, but it must have not been. No, a Pentium D was basically two Pentium 4s strapped together. I think yeah. the Vive was like a was like part of the last generation of Pentium 4s before they went to the Core 2 or the, the Core platform, rather. Yeah. So I don't have like I have TPM module uh, 2.0, I believe, and I have the ability to put Secure Boot on. I don't have either of them turned on, I don't think. So I should have, I'll have to do that before I can upgrade. Um, but like, I have the, I have the, uh, the 8700K still as my main driver for my, my processor, which I guess is the last supported, like the oldest quote supported Windows 11 processor era is the 8000 series uh and on my nuts yeah and on my streaming pc i have a ryzen 1700 and that is not supported yeah which is dumb i'm on the lowest end i'm i'm in the same boat as you i've got a ryzen 2000 something and uh it's funny because initially it wasn't on the compatibility list and then they revised it and it's it's on there now thank fuck yeah i don't know worried about that yeah i don't know if i'm going to upgrade my streaming pc to windows 11 i'm i might but that's also my plex machine and i don't want to mess up my plex machine and i i don't think connor wants me to mess up my plex machine yeah don't do that i'm still using it So I might just keep it the way it is. I honestly gotta, gotta stream all those uh, all those royalty free movies that are in public domain. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking about that, like, because I'm I'm a terrible person. I was thinking about like, because I have I have Plex and I have uh, my streaming machine are the same one, and I was like, I wonder if I could just build another computer and and turn that into either the Plex, so that way I'll have three physical machines. And then my girlfriend will just stare at me and be like, what is wrong with you? And I'll be like, I, point, I why wouldn't you just like pay like $10 a month and just have a VM on AWS and use that as your Plex box? Because I have three terabytes of data. That's hardware. <laughs> that would cost a lot to store in S3. Uh, yeah, that's why. Because it would probably like the couple hundred dollars it would take it, to be fair if i if i wanted just a plex machine uh i would just need to buy like a big case uh swap over my hard drives and then just like a decent like three or four hundred dollar pc could probably run plex just fine uh, you even need to do that man just just uh just get a nas put all your put all your movies on the nas and put uh put plex on your put put plex on like a raspberry pi or something and then pull all everything from the nas yeah i could do that eh, i'll just keep it the way it is for now and and 
think about upgrading after I pay off my house. We anyway, go on tangents on this podcast. We do not. We stay on topic. <laughs> that's that's all I do. I'm I'm very good at staying on topic. Um, we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about GoDaddy. You know, you know what websites hosted on GoDaddy.com? Ah. Uh, it, yours isn't, is it? It is. Oh, gross. Listen, it's okay. <laughs> like, no. it's it's no, a. It isn't. It, it's I, you have yours on GeoCities or NeoCities. Yes, I do. Uh, I I I'm sorry. Proponents of the open internet. And I and I agree that that is a. They didn't sign Sopa. And I, I I agree that GoDaddy is bad for that. And I but I needed a host, and they worked, and they're Bobo, fast. Bobo, Bobo, I'm sorry, but well, GoDaddy. So, so GoDaddy, we're actually going to talk, we're going to say good things about three companies we hate today. It's amazing. Uh, so GoDaddy actually did something good. So they host RateAndEntertainment.com. Go there. Uh, you can listen to the podcast there as well, and you can also no, click on the there. stream button, and you can go there. I refuse to support it because it's okay. on GoDaddy now. Um, you know, another site you shouldn't support is ProLifeWhistleblower.com. Because they are shit. So they are exactly what you would think it is. Um, this is from CNBC. Uh, it says, website hosting service GoDaddy on Friday said it will terminate services for the owner of an anti-abortion website that allows people to report suspected abortions in response to new Texas law that, have, uh, that has imposed a near total ban on abortion. It says, last night we informed pro ProLifeWhistleblower.com that they have violated GoDaddy's terms of service and have 24 hours to move to a different provider, the company said in a statement. Uh, it says Texas Right to Life, the group owning the website, in a statement said it will not be silenced, adding that they would put its website back up. So here's the thing. They gave them 24 hours to move to a different provider. Uh, have you guys ever tried moving websites? Like... Like changing, changing the register and registrar and stuff. Have you oh, ever done that? Uh, they they say they needed to change. Well, I guess they would have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. So they have to change registrar too. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Um, I would imagine. And that takes a week. It takes like four to seven days to transfer. So they. They're effectively going to at least bring them down for a few days. No, they're they're up again. Oh, are they? Right oh, okay. Are you reporting some abortions? Uh, no, I'm probably going to upload furry porn. Oh, good. It says, our IT team is already in the process of transferring our assets to another provider, and we'll have the site restored. Our IT in... team. Yeah. One, our... one guy named Craig. Yeah. Uh, within, it says they were up, going to be up within 24 to 48 hours. So they did get taken down for a little while. Um, oh, wait. I didn't even realize. No, it redirected. Oh. I went to prolifewhistleblower.com. It goes to texasrighttolife.com. Interesting. The band. Oh, which yeah. Took... GoDaddy, GoDaddy removed the site. Nice. <laughs> they, they have an article on here that's like, GoDaddy removed the site around 8 p.m. Friday. Our IT team is already in the process of transferring assets. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it says the ban, which took effect on Wednesday, leaves enforcement up to individual citizens, enabling them to sue anyone who provides or uh, or aids or abets an abortion after six weeks. Citizens who win such lawsuits would be entitled to at least ten thousand dollars. That's fucking gross. Yeah, it is because uh, the definition for aids or abets is incredibly vague. And yeah. potentially includes something as simple as giving someone directions to a clinic or giving someone a ride to a clinic or calling a clinic on the phone to make an appointment for someone else. Or spelling the word clinic for them. You can't do that in Texas. <laughs> you can't learn how to spell no in Texas. doctors in Texas. Did, did you know also that this is a, a tangent, but in Texas... Um, they have gotten rid they, – they're changing the curriculum of the school uh, so that you cannot teach that racism is bad. That doesn't like, surprise me at all. Like you, can't, like, you can't teach that, like, the Civil War was about slavery. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, about, it's about individual rights. What, what exactly? To own other people. That's – I've I've had I've had people who have said they're like well it's actually about uh it was actually about other things and just that I'm like okay what they're like property rights uh what property <laughs> Black what <people. laughs> yeah what exact fucking property are you talking about here <laughs> fuck you guys uh anyway they don't know how to do anything other than follow the script Nathan don't make it difficult for them they have exact- guns <laughs> that's true they do have guns um. <laughs> There's a there's a comedian I like and he's like I, I I I understand that you really want to fervently, you know, look at the Second Amendment and protect that, uh, and I would and I would really support you if you if you treated every other amendment the same way, or knew what they were, because most of most of the people uh, don't know fucking half of the amendments anyway. Uh, we, we did mention earlier that giving a ride to somebody could be considered aiding and abetting uh, for abortions uh, in Damn, Texas. Damn, what a transition. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, Lyft and Uber, if you, this is, again, it's disgusting. If I order, if I were a woman who was pregnant and it was six weeks and one day into my pregnancy, uh, and I ordered an Uber and decided, hey, I'm going to have an abortion because fuck having a kid. Because that sounds like the worst thing that could happen. Uh, and, I, and I took an Uber down to the abortion clinic. Theoretically, somebody could sue the person who gave the ride uh, via Uber. The, the, the Uber driver could be sued for aiding and abetting. And I will say, this is a good thing to say about uh, GoDaddy, that they are taking on that website, and they have apparently taken on that website. And it's a good thing that Uber and Lyft are covering the legal fees if anybody is sued, uh, who is an Uber or Lyft driver, uh, for aiding and abetting with the abortions. Uh, so they, they have gone on the record and saying um, this law is incompatible with people's basic rights to privacy, 
uh, our community guidelines, the spirit of rideshare, and our values as a company. That's what Lyft said. Um, the company is establishing a legal defense fund that says it will cover 100% of legal fees incurred by its drivers. It's also donating $1 million to Planned Parenthood. So that's good. Um, it says uh, the Lyft CEO and co-founder Logan Green said this is an attack on women's access to health care and on their, right, uh, on their right to choose. So uh, it said Team Uber uh, is in two and will cover legal fees in the same way. So that's that's good. I want to say uh, you know there's obviously terrible companies to work for, Lyft and Uber, um, with all of their like anti-union, like their union busting laws and all that jazz. But when I look at it from this standpoint, that they're actually doing the right thing, and we have to we have to get you know call a spade a spade and say. This is a good thing that they're doing, just like with GoDaddy taking down that website. Um, yes, they have supported terrible things in the past, but they have also gone on and said, we're, we're taking out this fucking website because it's stupid. Um, well, they're doing it because it's against their terms of service. Well, that's, I mean, that's what they say, right? But, yeah, but it's also like they made a big fuss about it because mm -hmm. like everyone hates that website. Same as why Uber and Lyft are doing this, because like that that law got passed and then a giant banner flew over the entire a giant picture of the United States that says everyone hated that. Yeah, like, that's like, like everyone is looking at Texas right now and going, you fucking backwards redneck pieces of shit. And so, yeah. like no one wants to be associated with that. No one wants to stand by and let that happen whenever there's there's public re relations to be made here and because i i didn't i didn't post it because i didn't read the article and i don't really care a, a lot but supposedly they're like hollywood people who are like we're just not gonna send you movies yeah you, you give back abortion like fuck you <laughs> so like and i love this picture by the way just because of the one sign that says girls just want to have fun demental human rights <laughs> that's dumb but yes yes good well and and it's just it's it's terrible and i i don't know exactly how the law works i i know that was it georgia wanted to find like if you were a doctor and you gave an abortion after six weeks they wanted to make it so you had to go to you went to prison for 99 years <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know if it were Texas or not, um, but I know one of the states that, because there were several states, Georgia, uh, fucking Texas, Louisiana, you know, the shitty states that nobody wants to go to. Um, those states, uh, one of them had passed the, the 99 years law and another one passed uh, or tried to pass a law where if you left the state to get an abortion in a state where it was legal, yep. you would still be in trouble. Yeah, uh, the Texas law does include that. That is fucking like, stupid. You, if, if someone knows you're pregnant or suspects that you're pregnant and you go and become not pregnant and it's been six weeks 
since you presumably became pregnant, then you can get sued. Like, that's like, like if you go to somewhere where it is okay, and and also whoever helped you get to that other state, like oh, they, and, they get sued too. And, and let's also talk about this. Okay, it says the band here, which took. Well, I already read through this, but I'm reading through it again because I just want to just want to hammer it home. The ban, which took effect early on Wednesday, leaves enforcement up to the individual citizens, enabling them to sue anyone who provides or aids or abets an abortion after six weeks. Citizens who win such lawsuits would be entitled to at least $10,000. Yeah. So you, you not, only, not only are you punishing women who are just trying to do what's best for themselves, but you're, in, you're incentivizing the punishment of those women. So, like, how, are you really going to get $10,000 off of a fucking teenage girl who gets an abortion or a 23-year-old woman who gets knocked up and is like, nah, I don't want to have a kid? Um, like, are those the people that's going to have $10,000 laying around to pay off your legal fees? Like, to, 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 to I apologize, to because they'll win the court battle ish probably and they'll be entitled to ten thousand dollars but if the person can't pay the ten thousand dollars they're not getting the ten thousand dollars that's fucking stupid yeah, so it's, it's but that that person is then going to be stuck like having their wages garnished for the next 50 years like it's all dumb which i think is what they want oh yeah, yeah it's it's they they I'm assuming that the logic behind this, the bullshit logic, mind you, but the logic behind it is probably one of, of prevention so that you don't have unwanted pregnancies in the first place because you'll have that fear in the back of your mind that if you get caught then and then you don't have the kid, then you're going to be stuck losing $10,000 out of your the next like 20 to 30 years of your of your working life yeah it's just fight biology what could go wrong with that I, well okay let's let's uh let's let's talk about this uh that doesn't work like we i, I was i believe uh, we had like the abstinence only sex education when i was in high school uh and texas definitely has the abstinence only sex education of don't ever do it uh not until you're married uh but but that doesn't work and neither does limiting abortions. It doesn't work. Like, teenagers don't, a lot of teenagers don't think about the consequences of their fucking actions. So. Well, and also, shit fucks up sometimes, yo. Yeah, like. like it's, it's a, it, so it's an incredibly small percentage chance that using a condom combined with normal birth control which Texas also does its best to fucking limit access to. So fuck y'all. Yeah. But it, like the, the chance is like something like 0.03%. Uh, if you do those two things combined. Yeah. And, and yet that is still a percentage chance. Yeah. That means it still happens. And, and, yeah. And like, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not. Fuck you. Uh, like this is the same area of the country where, like sodomy gets banned and then like the most common fucking looked up pornography is anal 
Like yeah. it, it's the same fucking shit where it's a bunch of people trying to fucking virtue signal, trying to look like they're they're the the right people in the world when really all it is is that they they just want to shit all over some other group. They want to draw attention away from all the bullshit and all the the uh, basically oppression that they're pushing for and, and say that it's all for the sake of of the children and, yeah. and, and for the sake of of promoting women's health by by preventing these dangerous procedures and whatever other bullshit that they want to come up with but right really what i what i what i wish could happen and i know it can't happen but i i wish that like something like this would occur and then like there's just a mass exodus from the state that like probably what's going to happen I, I would I would love for it to happen, but I know that that's not entirely realistic because, like, it, moving is expensive and it's hard. It is. Like, I would fucking know. Like, well, we we also have a we also have a problem here. Um, who would the people be that would be leaving Texas? I mean, I, I would want I would want every everyone who supports uh, fucking women's rights. Right, you're gonna say is that it, it leaves behind nothing but the the Bible Belt rednecks well, who just turn Texas into a massive cesspool. Let me, that's the idea. Let me, let me, uh, yes, but also yes, but also a little more nuanced. We just got done with the census, and what the census does is it awards electoral votes to specific areas. Um, so Texas actually gained two electoral votes. Uh, and the problem would be, it, and, and the problem would be if, if, you know, the supposedly the dem people who vote for Democrats, if they all left, then there's definitely zero reason why uh, Texas would just not stay red. Like, they would just be overwhelmingly red. They already, you know, when they already tend to lean uh, red in every election, but what I would prefer is if more liberal people moved there and then just started swinging the election the other way. Um, because that, that that is a problem, is you, you kind of have to stay there. And uh, with the way that uh, it works is that, like, it's been going, like, yes, Republicans keep winning, like, you know, statewide elections, but that percentage is actually getting lower every year. So and what, what really the answer is, we need more anti-Republican hate crimes. <laughs> no, no, we do not support yeah. that. But uh, and and we don't really want to be victimized so much. Hey, someone go and make them a victim. Well, and here's the thing: uh, I don't think we're really gonna have to worry about that because um, you know Republicans are kind of not treating COVID as a thing. So yeah, hopefully they all die. I mean, I I don't hope. I don't want to say that hopefully that will happen, but I'm just saying that statistically statistically speaking, it, it's what's happening. You know what? Um, really sad. Uh, there was a, a professional wrestler who I really liked who uh, she had retired a few years ago and she ended up committing suicide. 
and my my thought was oh man that's really sad that she you know just felt so lonely she felt so alone that that she felt the way out was to commit suicide and then i thought why hasn't donald trump thought about that like <laughs> i was like you know he wakes up every morning he's like i'm awesome and we're just like you know you, you ever thought about it like have you ever just, just have you ever contemplated it every moment of your life no yeah no <laughs> yeah. why don't you just give it some thought yeah really really give it some thought yeah. consider it um but uh, just so you know, if you ever, if you are commit, thinking about committing suicide, uh, don't do it. And your name's not Donald Trump. Yeah, and your name's not Donald Trump. Don't do it. Uh, there are hotlines you should, should call. But uh, we should we should end this podcast because it's really just going to be us bitching about Republicans for another hour and a half. And we can't. We could do it. We, can't, we could do it. I could definitely do it. Uh, but we're not going to do that. So I want to thank you for being here, Roa. No problem. Thank you for being here, Connor. I am here. And uh, I will be back next week with some more podcast news, podcast times, podcast stuff. Goodbye. Bye. 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 We're just having fun. Bye.